Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your Keeper of Monster and Mysteries. With me today are Tio. Hello, I am Tio and I play Constance the Expert. Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah and I play JR the Crooked. And special guest, Austin. Hi, I'm Austin and today I will be playing Chief Stoney, the professional. Ooh. Excellent. Yeah. Very excited to have Austin joining us today. Gonna be uh, gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. With that, I think we can jump right in. It is dark at Firmament College. Classes are over. The students have long since left, returned to their dorms or their off-campus housing, and we see the Guthrie Hall for the Humanities. It is one of the oldest buildings at Firmament College, dating back to its days as a private academy. The single-story red masonry structure is tucked deep within the campus grounds, well away from the surrounding city. It's quiet, and there's no sign of activity in or around the building as the three of you draw close. Except for a single firmament police vehicle parked surreptitiously outside of the maintenance entrance. As you draw near, you can see a shadowy figure leaning up against the hood of the vehicle. Evening there, JR. Teen Wolf, Nancy Drew. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. I'm I okay like with this. that. I love it. I love I'm it so, so into this. This is so good. I mean, I would think that she'd be a little bit more like um, Babysitter's Club. Don't take away Nancy Drew from me. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. <laughs> Constance uh, says good, indignantly. Good to see you, Stoney. So, Austin, why don't you tell us a little bit about Chief Stoney as he's decked out and ready for a little bit of monster hunting? So, Chief Stoney, we talked about this, Quinn, off mic, and... You wanted me to play as the professional playbook, mm. which is essentially military or gun agency, uh, gun agency, you know, those kinds <laughs> of gun yeah, the gun Some sort of like, essentially a professional monster killer. And, and it's not exactly one-to-one with the way Stoney has, has existed in the story, mm -hmm. but it seems to work pretty well. Um, and he is kitted out for combat. Phew. Oh, thank, That's thank God. Yeah, because uh, we're, <laughs> what, uh, we're kind of What's not. he packing? <laughs> okay, so for one, he's got some armor. He has a flak vest, which gives him a bonus to armor. And then he also has an assault rifle as his serious weapon, which is a three harm, far area loud reload. It can do a great amount of damage. Uh, yeah. Three harm is, is awesome. Yeah. He has two normal weapons as well. He has a nine millimeter that is two harm, close and loud, and a shotgun, which is three harm, close, messy. <laughs> He's got his tickets to the gun club. He sure does. As the three of you draw closer and Stoney comes into light, you see this figure fully decked out, a flak vest that's well concealed, but definitely is providing some protection. Got several Makes guns stressed to him. Makes bigger too, probably. Sure does. Yeah. And uh, you can see that Chief Stoney has come to play. Now, you better tell me, JR, why I had to get up and come down to a college dressed like a, well, somebody who shouldn't be at a college. <laughs> Giant, invisible, 
digital spider? Is that what we decided this was? Yeah, Stony, we would have died. You would have had to literally be picking up our bodies in a couple of hours. You still might be, but at least now you'll know what happened because you will be there with us. <laughs> and I like, my hands are shaking a little bit as I'm holding what are very puny weapons compared to the size of this spider. <laughs> Hey, your Zweihander is very impressive looking. It is big. Yes, but Constance had the idea that she'd be walking in here with like literal bombs and <laughs> flamethrowers. Look, this is- Feeling disastrously underprepared. Yeah, in comparison <laughs> to what she had in her mind, you know, this is- uh, I have to settle for big toothpick instead. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, it's all about what you envision and then the letdown. Well, I was just going to bite it. Yeah. You are gonna I'm I'm sorry, hold up. Alvin, your plan mm-hmm. to fight the giant invisible digital spider was to mm-hmm. bite it. I, I don't mean to interrupt here, but twice now you've said giant invisible digital spider. <laughs> and I just I just wanna clarify and make sure I'm not having a stroke <laughs> or anything, but uh Yeah. You know, you could explain further, but at this point I've learned that it's big. I, I don't know anything. It's it's invisible. Uh, am I going to have trouble shooting it? I guess is the relevant question. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yes and no. It is big, so easy to hit. <laughs> okay. Number two, it is invisible, hard to hit. So it's a wash, really. So it's pretty much like shooting a spider. Okay. All right. And Constance kind of like gets in between herself, in between the crew and and Stony. Well, Constance. Yeah, Constance, settle down a little bit. <laughs> And uh, she pulls out, she has little pouches of flour ready for everyone. She like hands everyone a pouch of flour and says, okay, I know you've helped us in the past. I know that you, and she's talking to Stony. I know that you understand that this town isn't quite what everyone thinks it is. So here's what I'm going to tell you. And I know you're a quick learner. It's invisible until it isn't. That's why we have flour. It worked last time so that we could at least see it. We say digital because we don't entirely understand how this works, but basically it can suck power and energy from the internet or from being connected to other devices, which is why we are here. Ah, for night school classes. Yes, we're going to learn how to defeat it (laughs) in our intro to CSS class. Um, No, uh... The basement of this building practically can't get a signal, so our hope is to lure it to us, get it downstairs, disconnect it from its power source, make it visible, and then basically it's your standard fight big bad thing. It's all the steps before that that really concern me, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, I'm going to have to just follow your lead on this one and point my guns where you tell me to point them. And if I die, I will be very upset. Let's just <laughs> I will be set that too. right here. I will be very upset for you. You know, I appreciate the humor, but let's be real. Stoney, if you if you die, <laughs> we died hours ago. Yeah. There's yeah, absolutely gonna, yeah, yeah. no way. It'd be Maybe Alvin's. So... Our kind of MO is to stumble into solutions and somehow not die yet. But I'm not going to lie. This is a very dangerous one. 
Um, yeah. And then Constance starts walking because she's, if she doesn't do it, she's, she's going to talk herself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so the four of you make your way up to the entrance of Guthrie Hall. It is locked, but I assume that's no problem with JR's key, and yeah. you just go ahead and break your way on in there. I mm-hmm. sure do. And you head to the basement. The basement of Guthrie Hall It has a pretty simple layout. Basically a long hallway with TA and grad student offices on either side. Stairwells at either end of the hallway. Past the stairs on one end is a, a sad, really old, antiquated lecture hall <laughs> that is entirely underground and has no windows. Oof. For sad lectures. For sad lectures. (laughs) And then on the other end is a larger room that is known as the den. It's basically a break room that's filled with these oversized plush chairs. Shelves of books line the exterior, and there's an old fireplace in one wall. You'll remember this building overall is very old, and Mm -hmm. this appears to be uh, one of the original rooms. Constance, you know this is where your father likes to uh, work late. Sometimes, because in addition to being charming in kind of a a dark, gothic way, it's also physically and digitally secluded. Mm -hmm. How big are those books? (laughs) Just asking. I want to, you know, want to make sure we've got all the options on the table. They they range in size, but they are all within the normal bounds of book sizes. There's no truck size book. No truck size books. No like novelty. Oversized. Yeah. Big dictionary. Yeah, no. Hmm. There's there's some hefty tomes, but probably nothing that's going to do the trick for this digital spider. What about a giant can of bug spray? Uh, also, no. Sadly, no. Okay. All right. Well, I tried. So the four of you are walking around. You notice that none of your cell phones have a signal down here. Cell phone? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I suppose just um, JR? at this point, <laughs> JR and Stony. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah, realize that your cell phones don't have a signal down here, and you can't get any sort of connection. Uh, you do know from Kristen that there are hard-lined computers down here in the offices, so those are still in operation, but they do require a physical connection. So if those were unplugged you would have a a functional skiff. Mm. Okay. Before you get started on your preparations, I just want to establish a few things. Can everyone tell me their current harm? And can everyone tell me the gear that you brought with you or other useful items like bags of flour that you brought with you for this fight? Sure. I have three harm. I brought like a full bag of flour, but I've divvied it up into individual pouches. I've given one of those to everyone, so you can basically use it like chalk when you're rock climbing. Um, Boy, I'm Pacific Northwest. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I also have my silver sword. Do you have your silver sword or your Zweihander? That's right. I gave JR my silver sword. Yeah. Yes, because I have Big Choppy as... It is now named. That's what Alvin's been calling it this whole time. It's caught on. I'm into it. (laughs) And I do have my Instagram backpack on me. Okay. I was hoping you would get to that. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Which has everything else we might need. So really. Which has your preparedness move. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Alvin, I know you're a physical weapon, but did you bring any gear with you? Alvin is pretty confident that Constance can pull anything he might need out of that backpack at a moment's notice. All right. JR. Oh, also, I only have one harm. Yes. Okay. Um, I have four harm. I am not unstable yet, but as we have established, Correct. if things go south, things will go very south for me. Um, and I've brought 
Although I don't know that I necessarily want to get close enough to use it, I brought everything. So I have magic sword, I have my revolver, I have my big knife, which is, I guess, just like a smaller sword, if you really think about it. <laughs> or perhaps Getting the magic sword is a big knife. It's all pointy things. Uh, and then I also have my hunting rifle with me, and I've basically got that strapped across my back. Got it. And Stony, we already talked about your loadout, and you have no harm. Yeah, you already know mine. Okay, so tell me how the four of you prepare. Tell me how you get ready for this fight. I think a good first step is to unplug all but one computer yep, yes. in those offices. Yes, yes. And then as soon as we summon it, we need to have a designated person who unplugs it after we summon it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the squishy ones. I'll be the unplugger. Okay. And then I'm backing the fuck away from this thing as fast as I can. And Constance kind of like looks at JR a little hesitantly and is like, um, sh- should we talk about a potential spell mm-hmm. to hold the spider here? Yeah, so it doesn't like run upstairs yeah. or. Yeah, or I can try. I can try to cast something once it shows up. Stony kind of visibly perks up whenever you're talking about magic. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, hmm. that's interesting. It's, it's a lot away. scarier than it sounds, Stony. I'm going to tell you, I'm too <laughs> hurt to be like turned on and scared at the same time. I'm just scared, <laughs> and I'm really, really tired. I'm so tired right now. Everything hurts. Yeah, Jr., you've had a rough go. <laughs> I have, and I, I really want to be super excited that Stony's here with us, and we're going to go through a fun bonding experience but i just really need a nap (laughs) now i will say this so stony does have several moves and one of those moves he has is medic oh and i don't know quinn what the sort of capability to fix her i mean she's already sort of been doctored yeah i don't know how much he can do right now i think because she already received medical treatment for those injuries it probably wouldn't be beneficial at this point but if anyone is sort of hurt in the fight you could use medic okay Mm. okay cool i forgot a thing quinn i did bring something okay alvin brings all the beef jerky oh good good plan (laughs) okay why <laughs> He's munching on it nervously. Snacks are important. Okay. Snacks are oh my god! Yeah. Uh, hey, are you gonna not? eat all that? Oh, you want some? Is that that pepper teriyaki? Yeah. You betcha! Oh, we all right. Bought it ourselves. Very <laughs> square. Um, yeah. You know what? Well, uh, sure. I think we should all have some. You know, part of battle is your mental state. So beef jerky up. Yeah, I hand out everything and say, hey, at least we're not messing with Sasquatch. Eh? No, god damn that ad. No, yeah, we're not messing with yeah, just give me the fucking jerky. It's fine. It's good to have friends. It is. Yay, the power of friendship. Let's get this going. So the four of you have unplugged all of the computers save for one. Are there any other preparations you're making? I can't cast the spell till it shows up, right? I think if the intent is to try to lock it here yeah, in this space. Yeah, it has space. to be here. Okay, I can't. Otherwise, yeah. you might accidentally block it out, and then we don't have our yeah. cool little safe. So there's the study lounge area is where we kind of want to fight, because that's the worst reception. Was that correct, Quinn? The whole basement doesn't really have any reception. The whole basement's bad. Okay. So there might be more open space in the lecture hall. Oh, yeah. That's but there's a, a lot of stuff that it would be knocking around that might make it easier to spot oh, in that's, the study. That's a good idea. 
really quick, I just realized, JR, if your number one job when it shows up is to lock it here with a spell, then someone else should be unplugging the computer. That's okay. True. I think that should be me because realistically, the people who need to attack it are not necessarily me. I'm a bite. So, and um, and I think Stony needs range yeah. for his assault rifle. I think he needs to sort of be maybe like camped out behind a desk or something and have mm-hmm. a steady like lock on yeah. where it might show up. The computers are in the offices off the long hallway, so we can summon it there. Alvin can try to lure it out of the study and into the hallway and then from and there tag it probably right? yeah flower I'll, tag I'll, it. I'll tag it with flower and then i mean if i'm on it shoot next to me right <laughs> you yeah. can just aim good right yeah 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 mm-hmm. i'll roll the best i can is what i'm gonna <laughs> say <laughs> i'm usually pretty impervious to bullets but that gun looks like serious business it'll mess you up it'll mess me up good so that might be the a good start of the plan is we summon it now then try to tag it and get it out in the hallway. Stony can unload on it and then we can try to force it into the lecture hall. Yeah, that's a big space so we can run and away open, from so, it. If yeah, needed. so you and so Constance and JR can keep distance. So where should JR be to cast the spell then? Good question. You could be in the lecture hall maybe. In the lecture Ready hall. Ready to okay, cast. Okay, perfect. Then I will position myself in the lecture hall. Quinn, what does the lecture hall look like? Is it kind of like flat or does it descend? Lecture hall might be a bit grandiose for what this is. Okay. Uh, this is sad. a, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did say sad. Um, so this is flat. I don't think there are even like fixed seats. I think there's mm-hmm. like desks that move around. Gotcha. Okay. This is the poetry department. This isn't like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. right. Science. <laughs> you know, this is probably like a 40 person lecture hall. Okay. There's a space up front where there's like, I think there's a blackboard actually. It's kind of like a big classroom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then I would like to be near the entrance to the lecture hall so I can see if people are coming in and out, but not up at the front and not like directly at the door. Should we tip some of the desks over? They might make good cover. Oh, good idea. To be able to either like hide amongst them or at least like crouch behind them if it is rampaging. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm just so proud of us. <laughs> like, this is... We're planning. Look at us. Look yeah. At us, I look for sleds. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> there are no sleds. <laughs> okay. I feel confident in our plan. You, okay. <laughs> you've done your due diligence. There are no sleds. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Are we ready to... Occam's sled? We ready to... <laughs> are we ready to, ready to rock and roll here? Let's do it. Ready to squish that spider? Ready to get digital on its? I don't know. I don't know if any of this is a thing. I mm-hmm. I'm trying. <laughs> They're not all going to be winners. You wouldn't download a monster. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, what he said. <laughs> so just to make sure I have all of the positioning established correctly. Yes. Jr., you are in the lecture hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, near you, you have a line of sight on the entrance, yes. but you are uh, not next to it. Right. Alvin, you're going to be sort of front and center on front of the mm-hmm. computer. Yeah, I'm kind of like right between the computer and the door, and I coyote up. And Constance, you're next to the computer to pull the plug as soon as the spider's out. Yep. And Stony, you are at the other end of the hallway. Yeah, I think so. Great. Whoever is making the move with the computer, go ahead. So I open the computer and log into my email and open up every spam email I've got. 
<laughs> you open up your email, and as soon as you do, the screen goes black. This is good. This is what I wanted. And you realize that it has shifted to an MS-DOS startup program. Ah, crap. Blocky white letters begin to appear one by one, spelling out a very simple message. Let me out. And it is quickly followed by a prompt that says, press any key to continue. Uh, why? The letter Y, the key with the letter Y on it. That's the one I press. The lights overhead begin to flicker. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And then in unison, they shatter, uh. casting the building into darkness. Oh, I Okay. Uh, we right. didn't Oops. bring any lamps, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> God damn it! All of our fucking plans! Wait, wait, we don't know anything yet. There was a sled all along. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. I somehow don't think Stony has night vision. Plan. <laughs> well, you know what? what I bet I have a flashlight this? in my Instagram backpack, but let's let Quinn continue yep. here. All okay. right, keep okay. going, Quinn. Well, is there a chance that Stony's a half elf and has dark vision up to <laughs> I don't ninety think feet? He is. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there is uh, uh, no chance of that. Okay, all right, continue. <laughs> so the whole basement is plunged into a inky black darkness. Fuck, and you feel the familiar static charge run through the air as the hairs on the back of your neck begin to rise. Oh, all of them, And Alvin, the screen in front of you has started to glow, Mm -hmm. and the surface is starting to bubble and ripple and roil like choppy water, and... Abruptly, a beam of light shoots out at you like a lance. I need you to roll to act under pressure. Ooh. This is weird shit, huh? It's pretty weird. Excellent. My favorite. <laughs> Seven, three, ten. Alvin, you leap to the side as this beam of light shoots out, and as it passes you, you can see it start to break apart in the same fashion and the long spindly legs separate and it shoots across the hallway into the opposite room and you can see just for a brief moment this hulking seven to eight feet long spider shape of glowing white light as it fades into the darkness and becomes invisible alvin steals himself and says sebastian i thought you'd never return my calls and then he turns around and stumbles into the hallway. Goes, lights! <laughs> and in response, you hear that low digital hiss. What do you do? I unplug. I had my hand on the plug to unplug it. I think the moment that I hear Alvin yelling and see all this, I I just pull. I don't know if I need to roll for that. I feel like Constance no. is capable yeah. of that. <laughs> I don't think there's any reason you would have to roll. Roll charm. Yeah, you got to charm the computer. No, you um, you have your hand on the cord and you pull it and you can see the screen go dead. Great. And from across the hallway, you hear a shrill shriek. That's Great. good news. That is good That's news. That's not me, right? <laughs> 
I mean, I think with that, I think at that moment, Stoney has to just open fire. It shot through the hallway from one of the rooms into the room across. And so I don't think you have a clear shot currently. Okay, so he's gone. You saw it for sure, but it's in the other office across the hall from where it originated. But not in, the lo- okay. not in the lecture hall. Great. And this whole building is now dark, so none of you really can see. Right, and we did just set a whole bunch of fun obstacles for us <laughs> in the form of <laughs> <We> did. <laughs> overturned desks. It's like, you know, the beach at Normandy with like chair legs sticking <laughs> up everywhere. Um, super cool. Um, but I, I think then Stoney will have to just book it and run towards where it went so we can get a shot on it. You take off down the hallway. Go ahead and give me a act under pressure as you try to recall where all of these obstacles are and make your way through the darkness. All right, first roll. That is a, let's see, my act under pressure is plus, plus cool. two cool. So that is an 11. Ooh. Yeah, you're fine. Stoney's first roll. A success. Kicking ass. So you uh, you book it down the hall, and before the lights went out, you made a mental note of where everything was in this building, and you deftly maneuver around the plush chairs and bookshelves through the hallway and turn the corner to where you saw the last glowing bits of light before the spider disappeared into darkness. And before anyone else even gets their bearings, you can see the spider disappear. Okay. And Alvin, you see Stoney booking it down the hallway and pretty much squaring up right next to you. Um, I'd like to bring out my Instagram backpack and try to pull my reading light and uh, a flashlight out. Uh, Roll preparedness. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fight this monster by the dim glow of a reading light. I love it. Than what we that have would now, be which very is fitting nothing. for Monster Hour. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good old nine. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, what is oh. it on a seven to nine? I have it, but not here. It will take some time to get it. <laughs> so, Constance, I think you know that you brought a flashlight, but darn it all, you forgot it in the car. <laughs> of course. So you, you know exactly where it is, and it's close, but you do not have it. Okay. I guess it's not that far to get to the car, probably. Yeah, I'm going to take off towards the car, and then we can resolve someone else. Yeah, so you, uh, realizing where you have forgotten your flashlight, you push past Stoney and Alvin and start making your way towards one of the stairwells up. Yep. Is it likely that Stoney's assault rifle has a flashlight I don't know that your assault rifle necessarily has a flashlight, but I think it's pretty reasonable to say as a police officer, you would have one and you'd have one on your, sorry, Constance, uh, but you would have one on your purse. Sure. Oh, okay. Okay. So I am going to make my way out of the gussied up lecture hall because I can hear what is going on and have been able to discern that the giant invisible spider is not in the room with me. So I'm going to, yeah, this is fun. So here's my concern. I don't know if I want to trap it until Constance gets back, because if I don't roll well on it, she could get stuck outside. So I am going to roll magic to try and like create a light source myself. So I think that would probably be do one thing that is beyond human limitation. Yeah, it seems fair. I would really, really like this to work. Seven, eight, nine. That's a ten. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Tell me how it goes. Yeah, Um. I think I'm going to hold up the key and say light, and I would like the illumination to come out of the key. 
Yeah, that's some Harry Potter shit right there. Exactly. Yes, yes. Your key lights up like a beacon, and you can see the whole lecture hall and a little bit into the hallway. And you sort of see at the edge of the illumination, the the shadowy forms of Stony and Alvin okay. staring, guns drawn, coyoted up into one of the offices. Okay. Alvin and Stony. I'd like to throw a bag of the flower. Sure. Uh, go ahead and give me a roll to act under pressure. Um, okay. And this actually is not going to be weird. <gasps> Uh-oh. Yeah, sorry. I mean, throwing flour is a little bit weird, but you're not dealing with a, a, a <laughs> strange monster or phenomena. But Constance made these bags. Hey! <laughs> so, Hey-o. a little bit weird. All right, regular act under pressure. Four. Uh, oh, God. Is there a way I can help out? You normally could, but y- you wouldn't be able five. to get them up to a mixed success. Failed mm, too, okay. too good. So you throw it into this room and you hear some like shuffling and skittering as you do and it hits the wall and explodes and there's nothing there. But you feel something grab your chest and you are flung into the room and you realize you're stuck to the wall. Uh, Something has adhered you. So I got pulled into that room or I got like Pushed into the room originally with the computer. Into the room where the spider is. Okay. Best as you can tell, it snared you in some kind of web and has stuck you to the wall. And Stony, as this happens, you can hear it drop more or less right in front of you. Good start. Okay. That's that's actionable. If he has a bead on it, I think he's... I mean, shooting, yes, is important, but also throwing flower while he has a lock. So I think he has to do that first. It's going to be another act under pressure. Okay, I'm good oh, at that. That's stony, yeah, that's like, that's so stony. <laughs> uh, that is a nine. On a seven to nine, I'm going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I think the choice is either you're going to get it, but if you do, it's going to get you. Yeah. To get the trained sort of toss that you need to really flower the spider, you're going to leave yourself vulnerable. Yeah. But I got to tag it good right now. Okay. You step up and fastball special this bag of flour and you connect. That's cool. (laughs) And you connect. Just like boot camp. (laughs) Yep. And you connect head on. The flour scatters and you can see its body. Not all of its legs, but you can see like its chitinous thorax and you can see its mandibles moving around Uh. and you can see two dozen orbs of varying sizes moving around where its eyes are. And I don't think you can see the entirety of it, but you can see it's like bulky abdomen towards the back, at least the front part of it. And as this comes into view, you look down and you realize that there is blood coming out of your torso. And uh, you realize that there's a hole in your flak vest. Oh, and you are going my flak to, vest. And you are going to take three harm. Fuck. Ignore one armor. So two no, harm to a, you. Two harm. Oof. Okay. As you realize that it must have stabbed you. Great. Can I see? Like, where where am I? And can I see from where? You're kind of at the end of the hallway mm-hmm. between the the lecture hall and this scene, and so I think you saw Alvin get pulled into the room, and then you saw Stony throw the bag, and then you just see him kind of like look stunned. Okay. And I I think you can just barely see some like you can't even tell the color, but you can see liquid starting to fall to the ground. Oh shit! Oh oh, this is not good. 
Constance! How far have I gotten <laughs> in you, my life? You're about dog. halfway up the stairs now oh if you want to sort of keep going. Do you want to just come back? Yeah, I think I, I hear the yelling of my name and I like stop and I think about it for a second and I remember how just awful I was at running the mile and realized that <laughs> the, everyone might be dead by the time I get back. So um, I turn around and I've got... um Big uh, choppy. Thank you. I was about to call it Mr. Choppy, but <laughs> well, that's that would be yeah. like a also Buffy the Vampire yeah, Slayer-ish reference. Big choppy in one hand, in my right hand, and I've got my you pouch. Cannot, you cannot hold the Zweihander in one hand. That's right. It, it is, is explicitly a two-handed <laughs> weapon. No, you are correct. I like it when they call me Big Chop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, you do got it in Stoney's voice. Um, oh gosh, <laughs> that might be too much for Jr. Ah, um, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm holding the. <laughs> please don't. Please do it. No, please don't. Please. <laughs> I. Uh, all right. I. I come running back with Big Choppy out towards everyone. You actually turn around and reach the bottom of the stairs, and you're basically shoulder to shoulder with Jr. Okay. And you see the same scene, uh, Stony looking kind of stunned in the hallway, and drops of what you can only assume to be blood falling to the ground. Is now the time? Is it? Is the time? Trap it! Is it the time? Trap it! Trap it! Okay. All right. I'm gonna try and do some magic. Uh... It's a five. Hmm. Good you know what? God. You know what? Fuck it. I'm using a luck point. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Do it. Um. Yeah. No. I was. I was preparing myself. I was, I was like, I be. have to use a luck point at some point, probably during this one. Quinn is so mean when your magic doesn't work. He's so yeah. fucking mean. He's so mean to me. He's so mean to me. And you have the ability me. to remake the world. And it can go very wrong when it goes very wrong. That's yes. true. It's, and it frequently does. I'm the yeah. only one. It's just so unfair. One. Anyway. Hey, JR. JR. <laughs> with great power. Oh, all right, Uncle Ben. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, we are fighting a spider. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I think I hold it aloft and I shout, stay. Do you have an idea of the visual or do you want me to? It, very similar to what happened when I was futzing around with the disc is it sends out kind of a pulse, like a heat wave or a ripple or something like that. This pulse of power that goes out. I like that. So it's that mm-hmm. it's that similar distortion from the disc, mm-hmm. that horizon during a heat wave, but it pushes outwards and you can see it encompasses basically this entire basement it sort of lines the walls and you can see it creates a little bit of a bubble at the top of the stairwell. Mm -hmm. And you know now that you have this spider trapped. Okay, everybody, it's stuck here. Okay, that's what we wanted, right? Well, we got what we wanted. Speaking of trapped, this situation is untenable and Alvin is, he's just gonna bust free. He's just gonna, he's gonna just heave ho with all his might pull himself off the wall uh roll me a no limits that is 13 oh yeah what does it look like as you break free of these invisible bonds he takes a a moment to just like focus a little bit there's like a a wolfy snort like (sighs) (sighs) and just with a a big howl he just kicks himself off the wall 
I think what happens actually is that you break the wall. Oh shit. Shit. This is like an old drywall and you just like tear some of it off and it's stuck to your back. Armor. Um, you are you are free. Great. Yeah. I am diving at this flowery meat sack. This big bulbous spider butt. <laughs> I think you can just barely see it in the faint illumination from JR's key, but you can see it. Are you trying to hurt it or are you trying to get it away from Stony? I think for Alvin, it's high time that get, that he gets some damage on this thing. So he's doing a big attack. Roll to kick some ass. 12. On a 10 plus, you get to choose an extra effect. Ooh, right. I think the extra effect is to give plus one forward to Stony. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Uh, so what does it look like? He breaks off of the wall with the wall. Um, and with a snarl just like from a crouch position on the ground just leaps claws first into the uh the center of this spider the thorax or the abdomen such as i can see probably headed towards the thorax so you leap forward and you start tearing away with your claws yes claws yep yeah um start tearing away with your claws and again like your previous engagement you feel as though it's almost not completely there still Mm -hmm. there's parts where you feel the resistance of its flesh and parts Mm -hmm. where it just sort of like there's no resistance and you phase through but you are inflicting some damage for sure and then in turn it whips around and you can hear a whistle through the air Mm -hmm. as it catches you with one of its sharp claws for three harm super which i believe is one to you that's correct okay stony yeah you can feel it now now that you've had a moment to process the shock you can feel there's something that has buried itself in your chest oh um and it kind of has like as this spider has turned on alvin it has sort of tugged you a little bit forward um and is is almost like dragging you with it as it's dealing with alvin oh great so since i'm in still in short range Mm -hmm. of this spider i think i'm gonna switch weapons i'm gonna sling my assault rifle and go for the shotgun because I'm in close and it's time to do some messy damage. Okay. And before anything else, he does anything else with his wound. I think he just needs to go for it. Kick some ass. Okay. Roll it. And I have a forward. You do have yeah, plus, plus one, one forward from Alvin. Okay, cool. That is a 10, 11. Woo-hoo. Okay. You also get to choose an extra effect. I think I got to do terrible harm. Okay. I think the shotgun right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. So that'll be four harm total. Yeah. So what does it look like? I think he grabs hold of whatever is sticking in him and maybe dragging him along, if that's what you said. Mm -hmm. And then with the other hand, just sort of one handed shotgun just pulls the trigger. So you pull the trigger and you're, you're aiming right at the thorax. And I think as you shoot it, there is a almost like a bloodshot splatter of pixels. Mm. And they just mm. hang in the air for a moment, and there is this shrill shriek. And Stony, you are lifted up off the ground. This thing that is, this talon that is still in your body lifts you up off the ground and pounds you into the wall. For when, okay. if you let Stony die, I swear <laughs> to fucking God. I am no longer controlling Stony's actions. <laughs> That's very um, true. Yes, but you, you must take con- you take this up with our our guest player. <laughs> you are controlling how much she gets wounded. 
let the world work its magic. So, Stony, it picks you up and slams you into the wall, and you can feel that talon drive further in uh, for another three harm, one of which ignores her armor, so two total. Okay, so I am unstable. JR and Constance, Stony's picked up and like lifted off the ground in the hallway, and you can see the sort of initial part of the spider's leg reaching out, but the other half of its body is in this office, so it's like halfway in and out of the doorway at this point. So would it be able to see? Uh, I think its head is now in the room. Okay. It's turned to face Alvin predominantly, but like one of its legs is still dealing with Stony. How far up the wall is Stony stuck? His feet are probably like two feet off the ground. Okay. He's not like high up, but he's lifted off the ground and pinned to the wall. All right. I would like to, oh God, to try and run over and get him free of being pinned from the spider leg. I think that probably means- It's a protect someone for sure. It's a protect someone? Okay. Well, let's just say- This is the definition of protect someone. Okay. Well, can I I help help do that? And protect him. Can I help do that? Why don't we let JR roll, and if you need to, you can you can help out. Okay. Okay. All right. Entry and protect him. That is going to be a six. Oh. Uh, Constance, if you would like to, if you helped out, you could get her to a mixed success. Yes, I will do that. That is a seven for me. <laughs> okay. Woo! So let's start with JR. Okay. On a seven plus on protect someone, you protect them okay, but you're going to suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. Oh, fuck. I want to actually go a different way because Stony has already taken the harm from this attack. So I think you expose mm-hmm. yourself to a slightly different danger, okay. which is you take off running. You see Stony in this predicament, in this perilous position. Yes. And without even thinking, you are just to the races. Yes. But you are not paying attention to your surroundings, and you put your foot down in the wrong spot and step in a pile of broken glass from the lights overhead. Great. And so you're going to take one harm, and you make it to Stony Fine, but you're going to take a minus one ongoing to anything related to moving fast as these shards of glass are in your foot. Cool. But you make it to Stony, and tell me how you protect him. Tell me how you pry him loose. I've got my big sword. And so my thinking is that I probably swing. I'm not sure if I can fully see what's got him pinned there, but I can make an estimation of where it is. So you swing your sword and you connect. And I I don't think it's like a solid blow. Right. But it is enough to startle the spider slightly Mm -hmm. and it releases its grip and Stony slumps down to the ground, leaving a streak of blood on the wall. Great. I will say now that you're there, now that you've moved up, This spider is wholly illuminated, and you can see all of its eight legs reaching out into different parts of multiple rooms, Uh, its bulbous abdomen protruding outward. Oh, God. I don't like this at all. And in the office, it and Alvin trading blows as it squares off. Okay. Is Constance up there, too? Yeah, Constance, how did you help? Well... I saw JR take off running and my thought was she's in worse shape than I am. So she's going to need <laughs> someone to back her up when this thing turns its attention sword to her. Sword squad. So yeah, I go running up behind her with the sword and my thought was to help her out if something comes after her. But also now that I'm there, 
slice and dice them. Well, on a seven to nine, you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Of course. <laughs> so I think you run up and try to attack this thing's abdomen because it's there. Why yeah. not? And you kind of also land just a, a glancing blow. You know, it's not really, this weapon is really unwieldy. And so you're not able to get a firm planting on it. It's no flamethrower. Let's be real. <laughs> it's no flamethrower. R.I.P. And I think <laughs> instead you catch a glancing blow from one of its legs and actually you see part of its abdomen just drop down like onto you and you are stuck to the floor right underneath it. Oh, fun. It has webbed you. And so you are literally just stuck to the ground beneath this hulking spider. I'm just going to take that opportunity to pour my flower onto that part of the spider at least. Yeah, okay. As you're being webbed to the ground, <laughs> well, you uh, you get your, your flower on its, it's abdomen. Like and so now you can sprinkling see... Sprinkling a dash of it here, a sprinkling there. We don't want it to stick to the fan. You're, you're mostly stuck to the floor, but you like, reach up and just smear some flour all over. <laughs> I mean, big old a spider above you. <laughs> Why not at this point? <laughs> you, use, you use the flower to paint. Yeah, that's how this is going, Quinn. Bullseye. I've decided I want my last act on earth to be painting (laughs) what do you think of that mom (laughs) hey folks quinn here thanks so much for tuning in to episode 21 of monster hour we had a blast recording this one with our special guest austin and he was gracious enough to join me for this intermission as well how's it going austin hey guys how's it going So two quick housekeeping items. First, a special thank you to everyone who's been sharing the show with their friends. We'll be starting a new mystery soon, which means plenty of new characters. So be sure to tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod if you're interested in having one named after you. Second, we're still looking at doing our listener Q&A sometime in the next couple episodes. So if you have a question, be sure to get it into us at MonsterHourPod at gmail.com. Now, it turns out the real monster is that we didn't get to hear about all the awesome stuff that Austin is working on when he's not playing our increasingly enigmatic Chief Stoney. So I'm going to turn it over to him for our spooky spotlight this week. Hey, friends, I am extremely happy to be the first guest player on Monster Hour. So my name is Austin Bridges. I am a writer, creator, podcaster, improviser person in the Seattle area. And uh, I currently work on a podcast where we just hit over 120 episodes called Saturday Morning Tuesdays. We are a comedy podcast about old weird cartoons of yesteryear and today. I think you might really enjoy it if you like hearing about bizarre things that have been made and covered up (laughs) or or lost to time. And we kind of fancy ourselves as paleontologists for these sort of weird, gross old cartoons or completely cheesy shows like Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling and (laughs) pro stars about Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan solving crimes. It's just uh, it's a ton of fun. So uh, you can find Saturday Morning Tuesdays on Spotify, iTunes, uh, everywhere podcasts are sold. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Abridged and uh, come uh, see what I, we got in store. Highly recommend both the podcast and following Austin on Twitter for excellent content. Thanks, Quinn. Hey, absolutely. Uh, that's it for us, folks. We will be back with a new episode of Monster Hour on April 7th. See you then. So we just left off with Constance being webbed to the ground right beneath this spider. Did I suffer any harm for that? I can't believe I'm asking. Uh, You do not suffer any harm, but you are well (laughs) adhered to the ground. Okay. Alvin has drawn some of the attention of this spider, but now that the plan has gone horribly wrong. 
I mean, this. What did you expect? There's a lot of. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before the spider notices them or turns to attack the mages, the squishies. <laughs> so Alvin's going to try to like dig his claws and hold the spider in an attempt to distract it and protect and let his friends make a break for it and get out of danger. Okay. Get some distance. I think this has to be a protect someone. Uh, is an eight. Okay. Uh, on a seven plus, you predict them okay, but you're going to suffer some or all of the harm. Mm-hmm. So are you like jumping on top of this creature or like are you getting underneath it and trying to like anchor it down? I think underneath makes makes more sense. You can grab it and hold on to it so that it can't run after anybody who escapes. Like lift it up maybe so its legs can't get a grip on the ground quite as easily. Okay, interesting. I don't know that you totally lift it off the ground, but like yeah. you get the front half of it off the ground. Mm-hmm. You've seen a spider in a bathtub, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like this is what's happening with its back legs. And I think like it's kind of like knocking like against JR and Constance and Stoney, not doing any damage, just trying to sort of get a grip as you lift mm-hmm. it up off the ground. And it's trying to get at you with its legs and you're just kind of in this perfect position. And so what it actually does is it leans forward and you can see two big mandibles clamp down on your shoulders and you're going to take two harm which i believe is no harm to you Mm -hmm. but alvin you start to feel kind of dizzy super you don't immediately lose consciousness like before it doesn't seem to work quite the same way but you know that feeling i yell run yeah so stony is gonna pick himself up he's gonna get his assault rifle out i don't think he would trust using a messy weapon now that there are kind of more people all in the middle of this and go for the precision of his assault rifle. And I think he's going to kick some ass, but I think he's going to say, I'm getting real tired of this town. (laughs) (laughs) I really am. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I could have had a position in Boulder, but I said no for some reason. (laughs) Here I am. Uh, okay, roll to uh, roll to kick some ass. Uh, that is an eight. On a seven to nine, you inflict harm as established. So your assault rifle does three harm, correct? It does, yeah. Okay, tell me what it looks like. He adapts a trained military stance. This is all sort of sense memory for him. This is all just like his training and very like methodical. And he bends down on one knee and he looks behind the reflex sight and lets out a series of short bursts, just So it's facing away from you, going toe-to-toe with Alvin as he's sort of lifting it up, and you open fire on its abdomen, and it pops like a bubble. Yeah. (laughs) For a moment, you see a orb of red light inside, and then you see that orb start to squirm, and these little flailing legs start to come out and you hear a higher pitched squeal and a spider about one foot begins Uh. to materialize, drops to the ground and then disappears right next to Constance. Wait, so did we kill the big spider? No, what basically happened is its abdomen seems to have popped like a bubble and is just gone. Its torso and everything else is still there. And there's a smaller spider that just seems to have sort of birthed and much like its mother just disappeared right in front of Constance. 
So Stony, there's no direct harm to you because of Alvin's protect someone, but that is your your sort of mixed success consequence is that there's a smaller spider that appears to have just been like spawned. How am I gonna get Constance out of the web? <laughs> <laughs> you got web snippers in your backpack? I can you write some pig on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well look. Constance loves when she can get herself out of these scrapes. It's mm-hmm. not often. So I have some ideas of some things that might be in my mm-hmm. backpack that I might be able to reach. But if folks have something else more <laughs> pressing they need to do, by all means, no, go I mean, first. <laughs> uh, Alvin's fairly occupied. I need to scooch away from wherever this is. So that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to move as far away as I can while still being in the line of sight of, like, what all is going on. And I hope folks realize JR is not running away. She just can't move very well, and everything hurts, and she would like to not die. Well, you're getting into a tactical position. Yeah, and Alvin yelled, run. That's true. Study hall and the plan. (laughs) So JR, on one foot, because the other one still has broken shards of glass in it, you just start hopping down the hallway as fast as you can away from this spider. Yeah. But it's not very fast. And this combat continues to unfold around you. Hop. 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 Constance. (laughs) Hop. Yes. Hop. So Constance, you're you're sort of adhered to the ground and you see Mm -hmm. this smaller spider materialize, drop right in front of you, like six inches from your face, and then just then just disappear. And you can hear it like chittering right next to you. Oh, okay. So two things. One, I think Constance that this is a primal response, (laughs) is simply to scream and shudder and start shaking like you know if you think you have something on you and you just kind of like do like a full body shake i do like a very violent jolting in every direction whether that does anything or not it's it happens because i'm human yeah you thrash about but you are stuck yep i figured this is like super glue but your entire torso is just adhered it's like what the jerks at the summer camp did to Constance with her chair. And <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, there was a super glue incident. But because of that, there is something that Constance keeps with her at all times. And she'll say it's just for fun, but it's because of that camp incident. She's got, and, and this will be a reference that only some people will get, but that's okay. She's got the like dollar store nail polish remover. It smells like death. It definitely gets you high and not in a good way. It will strip the varnish off of any furniture. So, you know, be careful. I know which kind you're referring to. It's the kind you use to get glitter nail polish off. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It comes usually in like a slight pink tone, like it's from the 50s. -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. awful. Yeah. But it will get the job done. It will get you unstuck from everything on this plane of existence. Including your own Don't know about digital spiders. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it will. Yeah. So I'm going to reach into my backpack and see if I can find this. (laughs) See if I can reach it. That's a good old 10. So you definitely have it. It's in your backpack. And so you're working feverishly trying to reach in and you pull out the nail polish remover and you can hear this spiderling getting closer. Whoa. It's chittering nearly in your ear. Oh, God. Roll to uh. act under pressure. A follow-up question. 
Did you learn about this cool material in a hot tip that you read somewhere? Oh. Good point. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this could be how to defend yourself past midnight. That's true. <laughs> this would I'm fall under that. Always book. looking for new entries in Constance's book club. I, but if I, you want to come up with a new book. Well, see, I think what happened was that she f- learned about this out of necessity, right? So, like, after mm-hmm. the superglue incident, uh, she was doing some quick Google searches and she ended up on a, it's not a book, but it's a BuzzFeed listicle, you know? <laughs> 10 ways to DIY your Ikea furniture into a TARDIS. And so the way that they tell you to strip the varnish off is to use this. So she realized <laughs> that it would work for anything. Who wrote, what's the author of that listicle? Jessica, Jessica. And Jessica, then her last Jessica. name is also Jessica, but with a Y. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, roll to act under pressure and you can use your, uh, I've read about this sort of thing. Yeah. Hey, that's another 10. Woohoo. Uh, you do what you that's set out to do. But I like. Sweet. So you're trying to use this to free yourself? Or were you like throwing it at the spiderling? You got to get out of there though, right? Yeah, I like, feel like I need to free myself first because I, I will have better range of motion in general. I'm going to use it to free myself. I think all you can manage is basically just to like dump this over your shoulder and you're writhing on the floor and you can feel it sort of coming looser and coming looser as I think you can feel the front legs of this little spiderling like Ugh. crawling onto your arm <laughs> and you give one final heft and your shoulder comes loose and the spiderling is flung sort of backwards and you are able to break free just before it delivers its bite. Yes. Do I have time to grab my sword back? Because I imagine it's near me. Yeah, I think you you pick up your sword as well. Sweet. I also take off running in the same direction (laughs) as JR. Okay. You quickly overtake her. (laughs) Oh. Hop. Well, that's awkward. Hop. I slow down a little bit. I'm keeping pace. I'm keeping pace with JR. Okay. (laughs) Stony, Alvin? I want to keep this spider here as long as possible until people are clear. I'm trying to just be be a big shield, so that might be another protect someone. I think it actually is to hold it in place here. I grit my teeth. I dig my claws even further into its carapace. Hold it tight. Ugh. Well, eight. The two of you are just locked in place. The spider can't get a good enough grip to break free, but it has you in its mandibles and it just mm-hmm. is over and over like biting you. Yep. And you can feel the poison coursing through your veins mounting. So you're not going to take any harm, but you're going to have a minus one ongoing right. as you continue to feel dizzier and lightheaded and the room around you is starting to spin. Okay. Stony. Yeah. Stony's a, a man of duty. He's not about doing tricky, fancy stuff. So I think he's going to take another step forward, crouch down again, and aim center mass and kick some ass. Roll it. Oh, wow. That's um five. Woof. Stony gets to mark XP. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> so Stony, you're, you're trying to get in position to open fire. And while you had a clear shot on the abdomen before, it's not nearly so clear without it. Alvin is sort of gripping this thing's thorax and like there's not much to shoot at besides his thorax. You can aim for the legs maybe, but you can't even really see the entirety of them and you're not sure what effect that'll have. And as you're trying to get a good shot that's clear so that you know you won't hurt Alvin, 
you feel something on your leg. Oh no. Uh yeah. And you feel I bet I do. a prick and you hear a little hiss and then the room starts to spin and you feel like you are probably going to lose consciousness very shortly. Like I've had like a couple drinks and I'm like like maybe like a like a lot of drinks. Yeah, Stony, you remember back in college when you used to go real hard and this is way worse. Yeah. The room is spinning yeah. and you can barely tell which direction is up. You two are going to suffer a minus one on going to anything. Okay. As you hear the spiderling start to skitter away towards Constance and JR. I have not thrown my bag of flour yet. Yes. So yeah. I would like to turn around and see if I can use my keen hearing to figure out where <laughs> this spider is. <laughs> I would like to investigate a mystery, Quinn, and the question is, <laughs> is where is the invisible spider? Ooh. It's not investigating a mystery. Are you sure? Have you tried to manipulate it to go away? <laughs> JR, you, you turn around, you look back to see how this fight is going, and you hear chittering on the ground, like just making little tiny little chittering sounds as it skitters your direction. Mm. That what little spider. What a cute little cutie. What a cute little spider. I'm going to catch um, it and I'm going to take it home and I'm going to name it. It's going to be mine. It's going to be my, my pet. And by little, I do mean, you know, you <laughs> saw it before. It, it's like a foot a foot in diameter. Get a leash so. for it. I'm going to take it on walks. I'm going to burn it alive. So. <laughs> but yeah, if you wanted. If you bring this back to my house. Yeah, okay. Okay. I think if you want to try to hit it with the flower, it's going to have to be an act under pressure. Okay, come on, Dice. You naughty little things. You've just been so naughty today. Well, I'm going to mark experience. That's a four. Yeesh, okay. (sighs) I think you throw this bag of flour and it explodes, but it doesn't seem to catch anything. Great. And instead, you continue to hear this chittering advance. It's just getting closer and closer. And Constance, I don't know if you try to stay with JR or run away, but... I'm genuinely scared that... Like, Constance sees how JR is doing, and JR likes to put up a tough front, but I'm genuinely scared that JR might die, so that's why I was keeping pace with her. So I want to swing at this thing. If you wanted to, like, just get in the way of this spiderling as it's about to close in on her, roll protect someone. Which is... Such a terrible idea, given my abilities here. But hey, I'm doing it because emotionally, that's what Constance would yep. do. Yep, dire I appreciate that. We'll see if this actually works out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's a six. Oh, God. Good God. Okay, How many so- luck points do we all have? <laughs> I'm genuine. Can Stoney help out? If you can explain to me how you help out from across the room, I'd let you roll it if you give me a narrative explanation. If he fires a shot, if he fires the right shots. uh, (laughs) With bullets, Quinn, with bullets. You can lay down some covering fire. I don't think I need to tell you what'll happen if it goes poorly. Yeah, I think he's he's got to. Okay, roll to help out. 11. Jesus Christ. Oh, so Tony. here's how all I was clenched. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Everyone unclenched. Uh, yeah, I'm still clenched. A little bit. Just so here's how bit. this all plays out. Oh my god. JR, you're trying to limp away as this little spiderling that you can't see, but you can hear, is closing in on you. Constance, you step up. You step up in front of JR, and you can hear it closing in on you, and then you hear gunfire. Just loud, ear-splitting gunfire. And you hear like a little little shriek as this thing sounds a bit scared, and then you can feel it on your leg, and you feel a sharp prick, and on a 7 to 9, you suffer some or all of the harm that the person you're protecting was going to get, uh, which means you do suffer that one harm, and you are the one instead who uh, is now on the verge of unconsciousness. Okay. <laughs> Quinn, are we at all getting close to killing this spider? I don't know. We don't get to yeah. know. <laughs> I don't That's like not this. how life works. <laughs> myself at all. I've got a good move. Okay. So he's getting gnawed on by mandibles like right on his shoulder, right? Yeah. It's just like repeatedly biting you. Yep. What Alvin is going to do is quickly release his death grip on the spider's body as it comes down for a bite and grab onto both sides of the mandibles and tear them a twain oh, oh that's not metal. tear them that's apart really like metal. tear them apart. asunder yes that's metal as in fuck. twain that's the in word twain yes so i could be persuaded if you're really trying to inflict a lot of damage this would just be a straight kick some ass mm-hmm. if you're trying to remove its bite attack i think this is a no limits i'm trying to tear its mouth apart Roll no limits. You have a minus one on going to all moves because of this venom. Yep. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Yeah, not you do it. a problem. Tell me how it goes. As it's clamped on my shoulder, Alvin releases his death grip from the body of the spider and grabs both mandibles and with another coyote howl, just pulls them straight apart. And there's some resistance, but... Then they reach a breaking point and just snap off. And there is a piercing shriek that echoes all throughout this basement that all of you can hear as this spider goes reeling backwards out into the hallway and like Stony just kind of like knocks you out of the way, no harm, but just like slams into you. And it's just like all of its legs are flailing in every direction, like pushing up against the walls, trying to like get its bearings. That's right. Uh, and I follow it out to the hallway. Woo! Yeah. As you take a step forward, yeah. you yeah, slip. Yeah, Alvin. Woo, go Alvin. <laughs> All right, sorry, I just had to get that out. Continue. Alvin, as you take a step forward, you slip and you fall to one knee. Yeah. And you are half walking, half crawling out into the hallway. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it dead? No. God damn it. <laughs> no. Oh my no, no. God. <laughs> Quinn. No, it just can't bite anymore. Yeah. Mandibles are gone. Oh, fuck. It still has eight, eight legs. legs. Yes, and can give birth to smaller, bitey spiders. But oh, good, it can't bite anymore. I'm so glad we made such good progress. <laughs> fuck, we should have gotten a giant book. This is bullshit. <laughs> I like how we're still holding on to the idea that the giant book was the way to go. But sure, <laughs> it was. Um. I will hold on to that idea until I die. I, I I don't have to go immediately again, but the next move that I was going to do is on one knee, just take a focus, try to like 
focus on what's happening inside of my body for a minute do the like the no limits equivalent of a constitution saving throw (laughs) (laughs) alvin i think that's a totally appropriate use of no limits a normal human would be unconscious right now so if you want to roll no limits to sort of stay awake to stay conscious to stay in this fight it's like supernatural adrenaline yeah like when when this knocks off i may take a very long deadly nap but for now it's a nine dang minus one yeah so on a seven nine there's a consequence suffer one harm take one minus one forward or you need to rest right now i mean if you choose you need to rest right now i think we know That's, what that means so <laughs> yeah exactly narratively i think you have two options yeah i mean the minus one forward i assume that's probably in addition to the current minus one i am would suffering yeah. you'd have minus um, one going and minus one forward i will suffer one harm is that the special case that we you're talking about where my yeah. immortal of whenever you suffer harm you suffer one less doesn't apply yeah so this this is That's... sort of one harm past all of your abilities <laughs> okay so you force yourself up and you just feel like there is molten metal running through your veins as this poison moves through you mm-hmm. but you stand back up again and square off against this spider i like shake my head down my back as i stand I think Stony tries to aim again with his assault rifle, but his vision is starting to blur a little bit around the edges. And so I think it's going to be hard for him to focus and have the kind of accuracy that he needs. I think he maybe puts the assault rifle down or maybe he sort of throws it to uh, either JR or Constance and gets the shotgun and just starts limping towards the spider with the shotgun and uh, wants to start blasting. Uh, it's a kick smash. Ten. Whoa. On a ten plus, uh, you choose an extra effect. Boy, um, I don't know about y'all gang, but I think the name of the game is just still terrible harm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we gotta just it's, do it to him. Fucking yeah. Big one has to, unless has to be dead. unless with the forcing where we want them. I don't know if this room has like something heavy, like an overhead projector mounted to the ceiling that I could like drop. That I could like force him where I want him, but like I a think gi- like a giant bug, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole building, like the rest of the building. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna need to be a heavy. I start taking down all the walls. <laughs> um, so then I think it's got to be terrible harm. Do it, Stony. What does it look like when you kill the spider? <gasps> um, <laughs> he's limping forward. And he knows he probably can't even cock the gun after he shoots the shotgun one time. So he knows he probably has like one shot in him and just sort of brings the muzzle like point blank. And he pulls the trigger. I think as you pull the trigger is when Stoney just loses it completely and falls to the ground unconscious. Yeah. The poison overtakes him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Constance, I think the same thing happens to you actually. And so Alvin, it's you fiercely standing in spite mm-hmm. of it. And JR fleeing from the little spiderling as it's chasing you down the hallway, as it's sort of chittering and crawling over Constance's fallen body. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> you see Stony step up just right to this spider, right to its backside, and blast it with the shotgun. And there is a explosion of pixels. All of these tiny little blocks of color 
that blow outward, like a breeze almost. And I think Stony falls to kind of to the ground right underneath the spider. And all of these pixels, at first they're just kind of standing in the air, like a bizarre painting of some kind. And then they start to move. They start to swirl and circle around. And some of them start to grow and others start to shrink. And they all start to expand outward. And for a moment inside this ring of pixels, you see something that you cannot explain. Literally, it doesn't seem to be a comprehensible shape or scheme. It continues to change shape and color, almost like it can't decide what it wants to be. And then for a moment, it settles. In this ring of pixels, you can see a vast open space, empty, save for dozens, scratch that, hundreds of little orbs of light in all different colors. And you can see tiny threads connecting them, little gossamer silver filaments. And in this window, you see little bursts of pixels all throughout it. And then after just a moment, the whole ring collapses and disappears. What about the little spider? Poof. Little pop of pixels. Okay. What the fuck was that, Alvin? Uh... And Alvin, (laughs) you feel that molten metal, that poison coursing through your veins, just start to slip away. The window was a circle, you said? Not a perfect circle, like... Oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay, not a... Okay, super... Okay, okay, good, good. Not symbolically (laughs) connected to your your friend. I take a quick look at my hand and be like, Okay, no, it's not quite that, not that. (laughs) I don't know, JR. And as the two of you are just staring at one another in wonderment, Stony and Constance, you suddenly come to as well, the poison having drained away from your system. What? Oh, boy. What happened? I haven't had a hangover like this since I was back at this this exact school, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Constance, Alvin and I saw something, and once I'm not actively dying, you and I are going to sit down and, uh, you know those, like, crime scene sketch people who do the illustrations? We're going to do that, but hold on, you're going to love this part. It's abstract art. It's abstract as hell. It was exactly like one of your paintings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constance holds both sides of JR's face, like, you know, like squishing her cheeks a bit and says, like, visualize what you saw. Do you are you visualizing it? Are you looking at it? Do you see it? Yeah, I mean, I just literally saw it like 30 seconds ago. I know this is a technique. This is a technique. You got to visualize it in your mind because we will sketch this for the records later. If I say yes, will you let go of my face? Yes. Yes, then yes, I'm visualizing okay. it. <laughs> Great. Did you describe it to Constance? I think I probably described it generally. Like, hey, it was a bunch of orbs that were all strung together. Like, like a neural network. I'm thinking like, I remember when I was in school, you could build molecules out of like yeah. little plastic balls and they had like little little connector things that represented mm-hmm. the... The electrons that were shared? I don't know. The, I the, do- uh, the electron bombs. Yes, yes. 
So that's kind of what how I'm describing it to Constance, because I would like her to stop touching my face. Constance, you hear this description, and it strikes you as familiar. You have a painting like this already. I knew it! <laughs> that I painted, or just in my possession? That you painted. Oh, fuck. Oh, f- I don't share that. I ho- I keep that to myself for now. And we close on this scene with the four of you leaving Firmament College discreetly, seeking the medical treatment you so desperately need. And we open on a different scene. We see Sarah Hughes in her dorm room, working studiously at her desk. She's interrupted by the sound of shuffling paper as an unmarked envelope slides under the door. The hallway is inexplicably empty as she retrieves it. She tears open the seal, a perfect circle stamped in red wax, to read the letter inside. I know about your brother. Meet me in the moonscape in two days. Come alone. We see Leon and Dorian sitting alone at a table in a secluded corner of the stacks. Leon is staring absently at his laptop. Dorian is reading a weathered copy of Dante's Inferno. They're holding hands across the table, but Leon extricates his and begins massaging his temples in frustration. Dorian looks at him. Hey, what's wrong? I, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how it's all connected. Eventually, there's going to be a monster that we can't stop, just like Constance said, and I don't know where they're coming from, and I don't know what's going on with Alvin. Everyone is counting on me, and I can't see it. And Dorian leans over and kisses Leon's forehead gently. You really care about them, don't you? He says, and smiles. I think I know someone who can help. And we see an unmarked black SUV making its way across town. It arrives at the Colorado National Laboratory, where Charles, the security guard, waves it through into a restricted area. Sometime later, it departs and begins crisscrossing firmament. It travels to Campus Health Center, where an arson investigation is underway. To the Prospector, where police officers inexplicably open fire on a group of civilians. To the police headquarters, where Officer Wynn is pacing anxiously in an interview room. To a bungalow by the river, where two vacationing teens were accosted by a woman with a strange key. Finally, the SUV pulls up to a Bohemian studio apartment just outside the industrial district. Ah, fuck. The car door opens, and a stylishly dressed individual with slicked back pink hair steps out. They very calmly adjust their blazer, check their service weapon, pull out their badge, step up to the door, and knock. <laughs>